0: Welcome back to the podcast. We are so happy you are spending this time with us to learn and grow. My name is Lauren Marks. And my name is Michelle Moss. And we are so pumped for our series that this is our
1: second part of our series on improving ourselves, reaching our fullest potential. How do we do that? And, you know, Lauren and I are continuous works in progress, just like you, right, Lauren?
0: Yeah, I think that's the fun part that we get to make it a a journey, but then when we find new tools and things that help us grow and evolve, we get to share this and come together and the support is really what takes it to the next level.
1: And I think that's one of the important pieces that we haven't even talked about or you and I haven't talked about, but we've talked about it outside of this particular series, but part of reaching your potential Is having a great support network and having someone like a Lauren, a best friend, somebody who's close to you, a mentor, um, you know, a therapist, a coach, something like somebody who's going to be in your corner helping you see, which is funny because we talk about, we, you know, we want to share these things. We want to live these things. And yet, what did I say this morning about me still working on my, that's why I said we're a work in progress, right? Yeah. Yes, we are. (laughs) I'm still people pleaser, just like you are. And I'm trying to save the world, you know, and, and sometimes you take on too much and then you don't do anything well because you're spread too thin.
0: Yeah. We can only have so many balls in the air.
1: (laughs) Well, I think we have both have plenty of balls because we tend to feel overwhelmed sometimes. Um, do you want to bring up our subject of our second of the series, how to reach your fullest potential?
0: Yeah. I really wanted to dive into our beliefs about ourselves, but also where do the beliefs come from?
1: And that's, um, a really good question that comes up in counseling and in coaching. And, um, you know, it's not just the belief about ourself, but the belief about the world, you know, how do you view Mm -hmm. the world and where do we get these ideas and, you know, We've got a long list and we've talked about this before, but these are some of those things that we think are important to rediscover and retouch on because of repetitive learning. You hear these things, and maybe the third time or the fifth time or the 12th time, it actually sinks in. So, where do you want to
0: start? Oh, I think we should start with where they come from because sometimes we like, if you haven't created that like personal development journey or that curiosity and self awareness yet. We're kind of just living in these beliefs. But if we really stop for a second, we can ask ourselves, where do they come from? Because often our beliefs are from so long ago. They say our beliefs are actually created by the time we're age like seven to 10. So that means where are they coming from? Outside sources. They're coming from our parents, other family members, coaches, teachers, you know, any anything out in the world that you're really exposed to, we're already taking all of that on and
1: some of that too goes back to all of those things you just mentioned but also our genetics you know the nature nurture thing it's both you know we are predisposed to certain you know, um, if you have a baby that's, that cries all the time and they're just a higher needs baby, sometimes they end up having a lot more needs even as they get older, you know? So some of it's genetic. And then when you surround that with the belief system that you've been introduced to, those those beliefs become habits. And and sometimes we have to explore those things, whether it's breath work or what, whatever, some of the things we're gonna talk about. Because it's a blind spot in the Johari window. That's that piece. We don't know about ourselves. And you mentioned this in the beginning insight, gaining that insight to understand, well, maybe this is a blind spot, this belief about myself or this belief about the world Mm -hmm. is something that I'm not recognizing about myself.
0: Yeah. And one that I hear just to give people a little, you know, time to think um, one that I hear is often about money, like money blocks. So is allowing yourself the space to really think about like, how do I think about money? How do I feel about money? And often when we get curious about this with like a client, they'll dive in and be like, oh, my parents always said money doesn't grow on trees. We don't have any money or just, you know what I mean? Like those kind of hearing that over and over. So then you go out into the world and then what do you start to believe about money?
1: It's a scarcity mindset. There's not enough and you're never gonna have enough. Right. And I think that's even going into another area when you're a little person and I'm going to say woman girl, because we are female, but when we're little girls and we hear our moms saying certain things, or we're seeing certain things on TV, or we're maybe moms in the mirror saying, I look fat. I look fat, oh, I look fat, or don't yeah. put that, or maybe you don't want to wear that. Cause your chubby little belly sticking out or, you know, those are those messages. that we're yeah, ingesting. I am ingesting. so big
0: on that. It's a one thing I've, I do not talk bad about my body, even if sometimes we're feeling a little fluffy or, you know, you're feeling like you're off. Oh, I try so hard because especially having two daughters, I just think you got to be careful also what you're saying out loud, because then if they start questioning themselves. Mm-hmm. And and then you take that same little girl that
1: maybe becomes an athlete or a cheerleader or something. And the coach is saying, well, you have to be this way. You can't, you got to look a certain way, even if it's mm-hmm. subtle it's still getting into our subconscious and we're still hearing those messages. So we have to figure that out. And there's a million messages. And, you know, there's even the thought of normalizing dysfunction in a family where the habit is that we scream and yell at each other all day long, or we call each other's names or whatever. That's normalized. It's It's not healthy, it's dysfunctional. But that becomes the habit. So the belief system is, well, this is how I communicate with others. I'm going to scream and yell, or maybe even if it's, you know, trauma it's physical violence or, or sexual abuse that becomes intergenerational because it happened to me, it's going to happen to them and, da, 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 and it goes forward. So it's breaking those, um, gaining the insight into those blind spots and recognizing where are these beliefs coming from? And are they beliefs that are nurturing me and moving me forward and helping me grow? Or are they beliefs that are holding me back or hurting me creating more trauma?
0: Yeah, no, that's a good one. Cause sometimes. If, yeah, if you've watched your parents yell and then you think that's just how a relationship looks, but it's, it's the pause. It's the getting curious. It's the questioning. Mm-hmm. How do I really feel about this? Right. Is this true? Is this really how I need to respond to this? Cause a lot of it is um, reacting and not responding, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Being reactive. And I think that's something that what we're,
1: we're encouraging is to think things through so we can be proactive instead of reacting to something that's occurring, we're going to think some things through, not that we can know everything that's going to happen, but some ideas about different areas, even about the world. You know, we talk about our belief about the world, the world's bad, the world's this, the world's that. Well, if you say that, you know, yeah, you're gonna find the bad. Yeah, exactly. because there's hard, hard, dark things happening. But if you look out the window and you see nature and beauty and and focus on some of those things again we're shifting it to a positive mindset instead of that, the world's bad. We can say well, the world's beautiful. And, and we have proof for that, which goes back to that. We had talked a little bit about if there's something we say, our mind and body is going to try to make sure that that's a truth, right? If I say I can't do this, then we're going to find ways and facts to make sure that we can't do this. Right.
0: Yeah. Another good question would be, am I responding to this circumstance because of a past Experience. Right. And again,
1: sometimes people don't have that readily available. So then, meditation, um, hypnotherapy, um, breath work, just taking time to sit quietly after possibly using learning some coping skills, because we don't want to bring on this big trauma wave and we don't have the tools to handle it. But if we don't gain the insight about where these beliefs are coming from, then we're going to be stuck and we won't move forward. And we won't reach our fullest potential.
0: If you're drilling that into your head for that long in your life, because I've shared multiple times on here that some of my insecurities stemmed back from school of not feeling smart enough. If I didn't do the work, I mean, that's so ingrained. If it was just on autopilot and it was a thought and I didn't dig deeper, like it would just stay there. And it would be something I just would say, Oh, that's just true about me. So I can't do X because of this belief about me and we have to get through to that and uncover it and know. And now I know like, that's not true. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and in a simple, tiny little thing for me is, you know, um, starting this nonprofit, even doing that was, I, I, I wouldn't have done that. I couldn't thought, would have thought I couldn't do that in the past. Um, But even writing a grant that we got a grant um, for a program that we were doing. And if I kept saying, I can't do this, I wouldn't have done it but yeah. I thought I'm going to find a way to do this. And I did. And we got the grant, which is the first time we've ever written a grant and we, we were assigned the grant and I mean, awarded the grant. And so for me, facing Jonathan's possible, you know, demise, his death, and that's what's on the table that's given me a shakeup, you know, not that everybody can go through a horrible tr- shakeup, but sometimes we just have to take that time to pause and think what is important. Where's this coming from? Like you said, what experience did I have that this is triggering me
0: even if it's a hard thing to think about? Yeah. And one thing I want to kind of go back to is because you did mention breathwork, meditation, hypnotherapy. Um, So our critical factor that is established more, like I said, between the age of seven to 10, um, that's the cool thing about those tools you just said is that is what those tools, breathwork, the meditation, those can create holes in the critical factor to actually switch those negative thoughts that we have buried in our subconscious into positives. So there are things out there that can help us make that switch. And I think that's really cool because we actually live 95% in our subconscious. So if all that's buried in there, we got to take the time to get to it.
1: And that's so exciting and so freeing for us, our listeners to hear that we're not, we don't have to stay in a negative place or negative space or negative belief system. We can work on that. We can give ourselves grace. And again, when we talk about it, it's not just belief of ourselves; It's a belief system of our world. We can give others grace. You know, it, it's not just about, you know, we can say my friend hurt me or you know, they did this to hurt me. They did this to hurt me. And, and maybe they didn't, it wasn't anything about that, but that's that negative mindset that, the world's out to get me, you know, maybe they just had a bad day. And, and I'm not saying it's, it's, I'm not excusing poor behavior. I'm just explaining it. Sometimes it's not about us. We live yeah, in a world it's where everything's exactly.
0: about us. We give everything that meaning right? because of an old belief. And another example is I know like a lot of times when women struggle with weight loss, that's why we have to do this inner work. Cause it's not just, Oh, I need to work out. And eat healthy. Yes, you need those things. But if you have a thought buried in your mind from when you were a child of, oh, I have to clean my plate every time I have food on it, Mm -hmm. it's going to make the other part 10 times harder.
1: Right. And, And this is even this is a little, you know, a little more. Harsh topic, but even our thoughts and beliefs about sex, you know, we have gotten messages, mixed messages, you know, you have the beautiful model on the commercial selling a car or toothpaste or whatever, or alcohol, and she is this hot, gorgeous thing. But then, um, you know, you don't want to be a whore or this or that, you know, sex is dirty.
0: I mean, you know, you've gotten a million messages. We're allowed to enjoy sex. We're allowed to enjoy our bodies. We're allowed funny. You say that because when Danielle Savory was on the podcast, I brought that up because it is such a mixed message. When you're young, there like, I mean, I'm not, you know, appropriate ages of having sexual intercourse, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. Um, you get this message of like, you're a slut or a whore Mm -hmm. if you do. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, don't you think that makes it 10 times harder if you already have that thought than to go in? And even when you have this relationship that you're in and it's It's healthy and- and normalized you're still still thinking like oh should i not enjoy this?"
1: this and here's another message that we've received along those same lines we see these models and these beautiful people promoting different things and we look at our bodies in the mirror and we're like, well, I don't measure up. And so I don't want to have a naked, I don't want to be naked in front of my significant other. And yet I can tell you a thousand times over so many times I've said, I've heard my clients significant others say, I don't see the flaws. I just see the gorgeousness of my person. Right? So we have these messages. If I'm not this looking just like this, I'm not good enough. So I have to cover myself up or not, not have the lights on when I'm having sex with my spouse, you know, or whatever it's yeah. recognizing some of these things and changing up the belief system. I am beautiful. I have to believe what my person is telling me. My person is saying, you are beautiful.
0: And yeah, allowing yourself to question it. And then maybe even ask yourself, like, what do I want to believe about that? That's
1: the point. Believe?
0: Cause we just get spoon fed the belief systems from yeah. birth. So,
1: and, and sometimes it's critical. I mean, this is not sometimes it's a lot of critical thinking. You have to use your own mind. You have to yeah. explore, you have to think about hard things. You have to think about research and looking into different things. It, it's not just here, believe this here's take this sip of whatever I'm feeding you. Right.
0: But there is so many things out there. Oh goodness. We won't go down some of the rabbit holes, but. We all know like with politics that's easy. Oh yeah. Exactly it. So allow yourself to think for yourself. Like you said, do the research if you have to. Get out your journal. But if and for our own self-growth,
1: I think it is a lot of it is a lot of researching on ourselves, diving deep into ourselves. I -hmm. mean, the world belief is one thing, but if we don't change our view of self and start understanding where that's coming from. And I have a lot of things and hangups over the years that I know have come from. And again, this is nothing against my parents. They did a great job. And that's the messages they received and they received and their parents received, you know, goes back. And so um, changing it up. And that's one thing I can say about my husband and I, Um, our kids have helped us grow in some ways that, you know, old things that were okay to say, you know, maybe a joke about blondes or whatever. And I am blonde, by the way, so I'm not putting anybody down. But, you know, those things that, oh, that's so funny. Well, they're not funny and they're not appropriate. And we don't want our kids to hear that. And our kids would say, hey, that's not funny, especially to my husband. (laughs) And so he's learned. And that's an amazing thing to be open. That's the other part. You can hear all that you can hear. But if you don't take what you're learning and change, you're still stuck. You just have the information. You're just not moving forward. Yes. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to add about that?
0: I have a few things actually. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. Now I, I have, since we've, I've mentioned the breath work now a few times. So I want people to know if they want to try it and it sounds scary. If they just DM the word pause, I have a free little mini thing I put together because people have been wanting to try it. So it's just an audio. I can send them. And it gives them a little daily pause to, you know, work on themselves. And maybe some of these things might come up in there, some beliefs about them. Um, So that's the first one, DM pause, and I will send you the audio. It's 10 minutes. You can try out some breath work. And another thing is, you know, I'm going to tell you to get out your journal. I think it's one of the best ways if you don't have a coach or therapist that you can go to. Ask yourselves, what do I really believe about myself? And start uncovering some of that because you can also then go through and circle the things that maybe just like, aren't true. And then you can ask the why questions. What do I believe about myself? And then the question is
1: why, where does that come from?
0: Yeah. Get to the core and then start working on slowly changing those beliefs. Yeah. I love that. And thank you for
1: putting that out for our listeners to listen and, and gain some insight for a quick understanding. Um, We are super excited about this, this series we're doing. Um, Again, we, we still need to grow. We still are a work in progress. Um, If you know, there's a couple of things coming up, stuff like emotions, managing emotions and exploring creativity and healthy relationships. And so all these things, there's a whole bunch we're going to do, but if there's something specific that you would like us to go over and how to reach where we want to go and getting out of being stuck, message us. Yeah. Give us a direct message and let us know what you're thinking. And we can, we can uh, add that to the list because this is something we're super passionate about and it's exciting.
0: Yeah. And like I said, it's fun to do it together. It's fun to know you're listening, share it with a friend that might need to hear this. Join us in this series. Let us know that you're a part of it and you're listening. You can take a screenshot and put on your stories on social. Like Michelle said, get in our DMs. We love to know who's who's joining us.
1: Yeah, and a lot of these things that we've talked about, these, these belief systems and habits and behaviors, they're conditioned. We've been conditioned and we have to uncondition this. We've got to go back and undo some of these things. And that's the only way to do it is by exploring and getting to the root of it. So thank you, Lauren, for bringing this topic to our um, front forefront today. I'm excited. It's going to be a great, a great journey. Me too. So we're going to say today, say, well, yes to reaching your fullest potential.